This is Ellen Rohr, the business makeover expert, and you're listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. Act Local Marketing for Small Business, episode 136. And there's no stopping us right now. I feel so close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing, Act Local will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kaylin features a new tip you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome to Act Local, Marketing for Small Business, episode 136. I'm the boomer gal, Kaylin Amadio, and each week here at Act Local Marketing, I like to share a strategy that I call today's takeaway, and that is where I gift you one action item that you can walk away with now. You can implement it, and it will help you grow your business. And of course, I always invite a guest expert to help you with some aspect of your business, Today's guest is a true entrepreneur. I can't even describe it, but I will tell you that salsa is in your future. So stay tuned. I know what a cliffhanger that is. You're just going to have to listen to this interview. So local business marketing is the topic today, which reminded me that we haven't discussed some important issues on local marketing lately. So I intend to remedy that. With today's takeaway, the promised action item that I'm going to give you now so that you can, you know, put it in your pocket, go take it back to the office and implement it. It'll help you grow your business. So the subject matter is reviews, more specifically online reviews are a very powerful source of good and evil to a local business. Internet directories like Yelp, YP, Angie's List, and all the others are interactive, meaning that Customers of your products or services can go online and leave a review about your business. It's important you get a handle on this aspect of your marketing. And I do realize that it may be a piece of your marketing puzzle that you never planned on, but it's happening anyway. So you must deal with it. The first step is to make sure you ha- you take on the management of all your listings. You as the business owner have the right to control every listing at every directory that your business shows up in. So there's a great tool available through SEOmoz, that's S-E-O-M-O-Z dot com, that can help you um, discover where your business listings actually are, how fully uh, developed they are, and if you have any duplicate listings. That actually happens a lot also, especially if there's more than one uh, individual within your business that may end up getting listed. This happens with doctors uh, often. 
you know, professional offices, attorneys, you'll, you'll find the business listed more than once under individuals rather than the business name. Uh, and it will also happen if your business moved from one physical location to another, you might show up with duplicate addresses and you have to take care of all of that. It's important. So set up a plan to deal with these listings once a day or once a week until you have them all sorted out. And know that it can take weeks to months, unfortunately, for some listings to end up being updated on Google. Google doesn't necessarily go look at these listings every day because, I mean, think about it. The Yellow Pages gets printed and then it doesn't change for a year. Google sort of takes the same viewpoint on these directories online. They don't go back and look for the name and address again because they assume it doesn't change all that often. So they'll really only go sort of search all the pages of these sites, like I said, every few weeks or every few months. So it takes time. It's a rather organic process, but it's still terribly important that you claim them and fix them. So the next time the Google comes around, they'll pick up that new information. And one last piece of advice. If you have bad reviews in one of these directories, try to piece together why. Are they legitimate complaints? Can you find ways to encourage your happy customers to leave reviews for you that will ultimately displace bad reviews? The efforts you make here are really worth the extra time and they deserve a spot in your, your whole marketing package. Drop me a line to ask at actlocalmarketing.com and I can help you claim and clean up those reviews. I actually often teach business owners how to handle this on their own so that they can take control moving into the future. And that is today's takeaway. Please connect with me. Find me on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Pinterest, name it, name it, name it, name it. I'm likely there at one time or another, although Twitter is where I do spend most of my time. Follow me because I would love to get to know you better. And please tell your social media followers about Act Local Marketing for Small Business podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Leave me a review at iTunes about the podcast. Those are very valuable to me. It's time for a short break now, and when we get back, my guest, Evan Margolin, is here. And he, normally I would say someone is stepping to the front of the room, but I have a feeling he could be dancing to the front of the room. So stay tuned. Axe Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back. Hey, Ag Local fans, this is Kaylin Amadio, and I have an exciting announcement. Today, October 7th, 2014, I'm launching a new podcast to celebrate the realization of a dream. You've heard me speak often on Act Local about the book I've been writing. Well, that book is becoming a reality. I have a contract to publish The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media. Soon, baby boomers everywhere will have all my strategies and guidelines in one swell book that'll help them build a map to social media success. To help promote The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media and subsequent books in this series, I've put together The Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast, where boomers like me and like you can come together 
to learn, share, and grow a thriving business and a vibrant life. This podcast is 30 minutes in length and comes in both audio and video formats. I interview guest experts on business, finance, health, wellness, longevity, food, sex, dating, and more. You don't want to miss this next chapter in my life because I'm going to help you live yours more fully. Check out Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast.com. So close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome back. This is Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. And I want to introduce you to today's special guest, Evan Margolin. He is the host of the Sellers Gone Wild podcast, another podcast aficionado here. I love that. He is a serial entrepreneur with over 20 years experience in internet marketing, online selling, catch this, and salsa dancing. Evan completed law school 20 years ago and started a video game company, which he then sold and became the company's director of development over the following 10 years. When he decided to break free from those golden handcuffs, it was 2001, and he put his entrepreneurial hat on again. Evan has uh, several highly successful businesses now, and he sells dozens of products on Amazon. He's the founder and CEO of Salsa Crazy and Dance Crazy, where he creates and sells dance DVDs online. Now, Salsa Crazy Inc. is the parent company of several local brick-and-mortar businesses in the San Francisco area, including a nightclub and a dance school where he even continues to teach a Monday night salsa class to about 400 students. Evan is also a co-founder of Online Sellers Law, where he is coming full circle, it seems, uh, flexing his attorney muscles again, helping other online entrepreneurs stay legal, which is a whole nother field. How do you have time for it all, Evan? Welcome to Act Local. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, when I hear it said back to me, I'm not quite sure how I have time for most of that. <laughs> right? You are a busy, busy guy. <laughs> that you, sounds like an awful lot. <laughs> it was an awful lot. You know, the first time I meet someone, I always have to tell them on the podcast that uh, I like to collect entrepreneurial journeys. Now, you've had, you sound like a lot of entrepreneurs, actually. You remind me of me, done all kinds of different things. So in a nutshell, which I know is hard to do, would you sort of give us this entrepreneurial journey? How did you end up, you know, corporate salsa dancer? internet entrepreneur. I mean, how did all of that happen? Well, you know, I can actually sum it up pretty, pretty well. I mean, I was, I was your very motivated young, young person. I always thought I'd be a CEO of a public company by 30. That was like my goal and my driving force when I was, uh, when I was growing up, even though my dad was an entrepreneur, for some reason, I always put myself as a corporate CEO. Um, and it wasn't until actually that I broke out of that shell 
through salsa dance of all things that I really started attacking being an entrepreneur and being comfortable with being an entrepreneur and letting go of the kind of uh, childhood ideals of what a CEO is and why I would want to be a CEO of a public company. Um, so it really, salsa dancing was actually what I credit as giving me the strength to kind of break free and follow those kind of entrepreneurial dreams. I think I always had them, but uh, it's difficult to let go of one's job or one's uh, one's more concrete financial financial trappings and kind of forage into straight entrepreneurial ventures. But once I started, I was unstoppable. <laughs> I started doing entrepreneurial things right and left. And now, of course, I'm completely hooked and probably entirely unhirable. <laughs> well, clearly, you, you know, you, you didn't let any grass grow under your feet. Now, I have to ask, how did you get involved in salsa dancing? So, yeah, I was, you know, I was on this corporate track. You know, I was really... You know, I was uh, very focused on that. And, and being very focused on that, I was working seven days a week, 16 hours a day. I had no social life and didn't really want a social life, to be to be honest. Um, you know, and I was dragged kicking and screaming to my first salsa class. I did not want to go. I didn't have any idea what salsa was except for a food. And I certainly didn't want to go to a dance class ever because that's just embarrassing. And um, and all I can say is walking into that class, hearing the music, seeing the dance, uh, transformed my entire life in an instant. Just like those fancy shows tell you on TV, your whole life can change in one single instant. Well, that is exactly what happened. And I fell in love with um, with dance and it spoke to me instantly, immediately. Um, and mostly based on the music, but also just the vibrant crowd and the amazing live bands. And it was just, it was just a whole package that was entirely missing from my life at the time. So I became quite crazy about it and just started sneaking away from work every chance I could get. Um, I couldn't tell people I was salsa dancing, so I would tell them that I was, you know, I went out for a workout or something like that because we worked, you know, 16 hours, 18 hours yeah. a day. Everybody slept in the office. So I would sneak out, take my salsa classes, and then come back and tell everyone I had, I had been out working out. But I am the absolute opposite of someone you would immediately think of that would get passionate about dance. It was just... It was the perfect thing to come along for me at the right time to kind of unlock things that I didn't know I had inside myself. And over the last 20 years, I've seen dance do the exact same thing for countless other people. So it really is true. All you have to do is take that first step and uh, outside of your comfort zone, where whatever that comfort zone may be. For me, it was dance. And oftentimes, it's... Uh, you get amazing results from that. You know, I, I can absolutely relate to this, and I'll tell you why. And, and I've made this uh, sort of a equivalency before when I've talked to people about it. I happen to be a martial artist. Wow. Okay. And when I explain to people sometimes, you know, you learn forms in martial arts. And I say it's very much like learning dance, right? You're learning sports steps in a certain order and to turn this way and to turn that way and the fluidity of the movement and you have to remember it all and it becomes part of your you know your body and um, there are a lot of similarities to it and people get the very same way about martial arts that you're describing about dance there's something about it that allows you to grow as a person 
Exactly. um, So I get it. I really do. Even though, you know, dance wasn't my method of getting there. Mine was different, but, but I understand that journey a great deal, actually. That's very cool. (laughs) So you are actually exhibiting something that a lot of entrepreneurs, people who are new to entrepreneurship, right? There are a lot of people who have started to join the ranks of entrepreneurs, whether it was because of this, you know, the great recession that started or they, you know, they finally reached a, you know, a moment in life when they said, I got to be the boss of me, you know, whatever it was, entrepreneurship has grown quite a bit over the last few years. And something gurus will tell uh, new entrepreneurs is to build a business around their passion, right? Right. And you clearly are doing that in passions in more than one place, right? Because you've you've done some different things. So do you have any, you know, inside secrets that you, you can give new business owners, new entrepreneurs who are thinking, it's time, I'm, I'm retiring or I'm ready to get out of that corporate life and I want to start my own business? How, how would you guide them? And, you know, the, the first thing I tell everybody is the warning, right? That, that being an entrepreneur, running your own business, it's a business. It's hard. It's something you have to constantly rekindle your passion for and you have to constantly work, work with to kind of make it, you know, important to you and to kind of fuel your fire. And that's why I've always been really kind of pushing the idea of work in your passion, work in something that actually drives you every day and then it becomes less like work and a lot more like fun (laughs) and honestly you know when i when i you know consult with people that are working on their business and i and i ask you know they're 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 very they're going after things because they think it's going to make them a lot of money or they think it's it's going to somehow you know buy them that next house or car and honestly i don't see uh, money as a driving force for almost any entrepreneur. It's super important. I'm definitely not discounting its importance, but really what we have to have as entrepreneurs is a passion for our business, a passion for what we do every day. And, you know, without that, we all might as well go out and, and get jobs <laughs> working for other people. Um, these passions, I think, are incredibly important. And the thing that I would point out to all aspiring entrepreneurs, and this I wish I had known before, and it may fly in the face of everything I just said, but <laughs> but really there is an intersection between passion and what makes a good business. And what you're looking for is not just your passion, but also, you know, to actually qualify it enough so that it is actually a good business as well. So the intersection between your passion and what actually can be a good business, a money-making good business enterprise, that intersection between those two things, that's what you look for. You don't just want to solely look for your passion because that can be a little dangerous. And you don't just want to solely look for your business because that could be a little boring. So when you find that perfect intersection between something you're passionate about and something that can also be a business enterprise, you really, you've struck gold and you're going to have a lot of fun and be very successful and have the opportunity to make a difference in the world, which is, you know, all we can ask for. Right. Then, then you're getting the best of everything. And that, that would be true whether you're starting your business from scratch or whether you're, you know, a lot of people look into franchises, don't necessarily 
look into the franchise that you think is going to make the most money. You know, if you start a business that you don't love doing what you do, then what you've actually uh, created is a job for yourself, which is what you were trying to avoid by being an entrepreneur and a business owner to begin with. And, and a lot of entrepreneurs end up doing that. They just create a job. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's not what we want to have happen to you out there listening. We're trying to give you a little guidance here. And Absolutely I, not. All right. So you have a lot of experience with uh, Amazon and selling on Amazon. Not uh, not all entrepreneurs do a lot of online selling necessarily. And a lot of my audience is about local business, but also trying to teach local businesses how to use these online digital tools that can sort of expand their horizons, even if they're um, concentrating on some sort of you know local geographic area. They can still be using online selling. So I, I know a lot of changes have happened over the last many years. Um, so fill us in a little bit and, and where should we sort of be looking to in the future? What do you, you know, turn my head in the right direction. So I'm, I'm starting to see the future a little bit. So, I mean, things have changed drastically, obviously, and, and especially in the local marketing space. And before, before I hit Amazon, I'll I'll just talk briefly about uh, our dance school business and the nightclubs and things like that, Mm -hmm. you know, reaching out to find groups of hungry fans in the local marketplaces, you know, changed drastically over the last 15 years, you know, with the advent of the internet and the advent of hyper-local kind of marketing, the idea of being able to reach out to people, um, you know, not just in your city, not just in your geographic area, but even on your block, you know, or even in your neighborhood um, has changed everything, right? There are, there are apps and there are, there are marketing companies that allow you to really be super specific on who you target, to a level that we've simply never seen before. I mean, as an example, you know, if I want to fill a dance class, uh, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I would actually do postcard marketing to a specific zip code area, correct? But now I can actually hop on Facebook, target people between a specific age, specific income, you know, maybe uh, maybe if it's a if it's a singles club, maybe I'll avoid the people who are married. Um I can be extremely specific in my targeting, let's say on Facebook, and I can really target my ideal clients in that specific geographic area and get them to come out. And that's an unbelievably powerful tool. And, you know, honestly, over 15 years, we've been on the cutting edge of marketing uh, in a local perspective to really fill our classes and our clubs Um you know, it is we've just changed with the times and with the times of uh, with the times changing have come this greater ability to hyper target your perfect client. And that brings up, you know, two issues. First is who is your perfect client? If you don't know, right. you better find out. You better have a perfect avatar for who you're trying to reach, because for the first time you can actually reach them. <laughs> yeah, true. Good point. Very good point. Okay. Regardless of what advertising platform you're actually you're actually going with, um, so I just wanted to briefly briefly uh, touch on that before I switch to Amazon because Amazon, in and of itself, you would think there's no way to target locally or use that as an advertising platform, but that's that's the farthest thing from the truth. You actually can, and there's a variety of different ways to do this. Um, you know, the ways we've done before is we've created Kindle books you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that actually talk about our passions 
and drive people to local interests. And we've created local clubs across the nation using sites like Meetup to actually create local communities. Even though we're not local outside of the San Francisco Bay Area, we have communities that span the entire United States and even beyond that. And a lot of that driving people into those communities came from selling a more mass market product on Amazon. Because you sell so many units and you reach so many people across the entire nation. And then you have the ability to, to, uh, to connect with those people locally through, the, through a local platform. Right. Um, it's, yeah, it's been an incredible source of kind of marketing that most people really don't touch. And they don't touch it because I believe they either don't know about it or they believe it's extremely complicated to do. And uh, I can answer the second. I already answered the first. I just told you about it. The second is it is actually quite easy to do. Amazon has made selling on Amazon extremely straightforward and extremely simple to do. And uh, we won't necessarily have the time to touch on how book publishing has changed in the last, in the last. Uh, right. Yeah. That's, that's another subject altogether. That's right? another subject, but using Amazon to actually reach local clients on top of, you know, the incredible national sales you can get or worldwide, if that's where you chose is amazing. It's not exactly what we're doing at this point in time, but we've done it over the course of the last, uh, the last 10 years, quite a bit. Mm -hmm. You know, that's interesting. I'm sure you were giving people food for thought, you know, to different channels to market in that they hadn't thought of before because they are local businesses, but there are ways to use these channels that will still enhance uh, the opportunities locally. And, and I'm really intrigued by the fact that even though you're local uh, brick and mortar in San Francisco, that you've created pockets of community in other places um, that come together locally, which just expands your entire business. Exactly. And it's a very interesting concept. See, most local business owners don't think that way. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, and that's a bonus to the, to, uh, to local business owners who are trying to enhance their marketing or enhance their reach. I mean, the opportunities are endless the minute you open your mind to them and sites like meetup and things like that can create pockets of and you know as well as face you know simple things like facebook pages and things like that can can really not only help you locally but help you expand your brand if you wanted to and create communities for your brands and your local business you know throughout the entire nation Right. And it's really not that difficult to do. The, the main thing you need to have is a desire to actually do that. If you are a, a, a baker in San Francisco, um, you know, you might not initially think, well, I need to, I want to get people interested in my pies in Wisconsin. Um, but honestly, that happens all the time. And then it becomes a mail order business. And then before you know it, you're shipping your pies to Wisconsin and you have a little meetup in Wisconsin that, you know, meets every week and eats your pie endlessly. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a great visual. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. So tell me some of the uh, tools that you use in your business. Do you do, do you have some automation tools in place or... Um, we have been absolutely geared towards automating uh, our businesses since day one. Okay. So, you know, we are very, we're very geared towards having 
what we consider like automated internet businesses. In other words, people come to us, whatever brand they're coming to, we, we would like to offer them something for free in exchange for their email address. And then they get put into a sequence where we learn more about them. They learn more about us. And over time, we create a relationship. And this is actually all automated. <laughs> but we're learning about them and they're learning about us. And it's a very kind of transparent process. And then, um, and then at some point, we actually, we actually take it to the next level in that you know, we we actually become, or they actually become clients of ours, or vice versa. We we keep on learning more about them, and eventually we learn what they are interested in, so we can create it for them. Um, and, and that's it, a really it, good point. I just want to, I want you to pause for a second because people please. don't always think that way. You know, a lot of businesses they have, you know, whatever their goods are or their services, and they develop them, and then they go out and try and find someone to buy them. Don't forget that when you already have customers or clients, just being engaged enough with them and asking them questions, you know, like what matters to you, what do you worry about, what do you need more of, what, what can I be more helpful with, will tell you products you should be developing for them that maybe you don't even realize they need. Because to you, we, we all suffer from this. Everyone who's an expert at something, and I believe everyone is an expert at something, there's a lot of knowledge you have that you take for granted. And you just figure, oh, yeah, that's the easy part. Everybody knows that. Well, everybody doesn't know that. So really building that community with your clientele and then asking them periodically, what do you need? And realizing that there's more productizing you can do to service them and expand your brand is something that you need to keep in mind. Sorry, I interrupted you, but a lot of people don't think about that. It's so true. And actually, you know, the, the most, just again, speaking on that point, most of our best products have come from actually that interchange, right? Oh, that's, not, that's a good not us telling good to them what to buy, but them telling us what they want to buy, what they love, wish that existed that doesn't exist. Yeah, and let that, the market tell you what they want. Absolutely. Absolutely. And really beyond our first, uh, you know, uh, sticking with the dance space, um, but also in our, we, we do the exercise space, Pilates, yoga, et cetera. But, um, you know, beyond our first few offerings, we actually uh, really try to let our customers decide what we should be doing after after that after that point. It works better for them and it, and it will work better for you in the long run as well. Right. I get it. So um, if we've got some people out there listening who are now a little interested in Amazon as an augmentation to their existing business or maybe as a business in and of itself, where would you tell them to get started? Where can they get more information or you know, start the learning process or I don't know, are there pitfalls that they need to worry about? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, well, let me let me say Amazon right now, I believe is the number one online kind of business opportunity for either beginners or advanced people that are looking to kind of sell online. I've become completely crazy about Amazon. I absolutely adore it. Yeah. The reason I adore it is I've been selling online for 20 years, you know, and it's, it's, you know, it's 96. We were selling something on. So, you know, I've always had to find my own customers and then you bring those customers and you, 
actually have a sales page where you try to convert them into clients and have them buy your product. And then you have to ship them your product. And then you have customer service and you got all these things. And the key thing is the key difference on Amazon is Amazon does all that work for you. The number one most difficult thing of any business is to find people that are going to be interested in what you're selling. And Amazon actually has the buyers and not yeah, they've got that whole infrastructure in place already absolutely they got the whole infrastructure they give you the buyers they bring the buyers to you you don't have to bring the buyers they actually create the pages for what you're going to sell and they're high converting pages so they actually sell it for you and then they ship it for you and then they do all the customer service for you so really as an entrepreneur it's allows you to focus on the two things that entrepreneurs should be focused on, which is creating products and marketing, which is why I absolutely love Amazon. It's because it allows me to focus on the things that I've always wanted to focus on. But of course, we all get sidetracked in entrepreneurial businesses by details such as such as customer service or such as shipping. Um, and these things are all handled by Amazon. So my big thing is private label on Amazon, right? It's, it's something called FBA, which is Fulfillment by Amazon, which is a service that they offer that allows Amazon to fulfill whatever it is you want fulfilled. And I create my own products via private label, putting my brand that I simply create on products that I simply want to make and then I put them on Amazon and I put them in front of a starving crowd of buyers and before you know it you've got your own brand and this idea of private label uh, if I can digress for one second is yeah, please so do. you've got me so intrigued now <laughs> it was do. it was so new to me I did not understand what private label was just a few years ago I've been selling on Amazon 10 years I did not know what private label was um you know, private label is all around us. You know, when you go to Trader Joe's or the supermarket in your area and they have their own brand of peanut butter, they didn't make that peanut butter right. in their own factory. They simply went to one of the big peanut butter makers and said, can I put our label, my supermarket label on that brand of peanut butter? That's what's known as a private label. They're taking an existing product and putting their own brand or their own images on that product and selling it as their own. That's private label. And honestly, it's everywhere, walking down the street, in every supermarket, in every department store, in every grocery store you enter, everywhere around us, even the big brands that we all take for granted, oftentimes they don't have a factory where they are simply producing these items. They are private labeling existing goods, and they just have a brand that we all recognize. And once you really understand this, it changes the way I walk around the world. Everything around me is private labeled. And it's a pretty amazing thing, just that in and of itself. But the fact that we as, you know, average people can actually now, is the easiest time in, in any time in our history, are able to actually create our own brands, create our own items, create our own products and put our own branding on them and actually have an ability to sell it throughout the world. This has never existed before. <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, it's it's an amazing opportunity. And it's something that simply didn't exist. The tools were not there. Or if the tools were there, they were out of reach for the common person. Now, every single person, especially every single small business, can really create a brand and not just 
not just a brand that 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 might be a local brand if they wanted to they can actually create a national brand they can create an international brand through the fact that amazon sells internationally um and that's just never existed before so uh, i don't i don't mean to ramble but that is just so exciting to me that anyone can do it and you see anyone doing it everybody is starting to really get into this idea of you know i really like this uh this yoga mat that i've been using every day you know but it's not i wish it had black stripes instead of white stripes you know and then they say to themselves well i guess i could create a yoga mat that had black stripes and before you know it they created a yoga mat that had the stripes that they wanted they somehow improved it in some way that they felt was important to them and they're creating a brand right then and there and the ability to do that via sites like alibaba or aliexpress which opens up manufacturing for the world as a whole uh to to china or via the US private labeling in the US if you type private label yoga mat you get hundreds of results of people willing to put your brand on their yoga mat um it's an amazing opportunity and it's fun and it allows us as entrepreneurs to create our own products and actually improve on what's out there and create something that's unique and something that's uh, personally ours and then we are able to sell it on Amazon and put it in front of buyers that we don't necessarily have to find ourselves which removes the number one impediment to e-commerce as a whole for most beginners um which is generating traffic and clients so that's what kind of brings me so uh brings me so full circle around to being excited about Amazon is that as an entrepreneur it allows me to build these products and and sell them in mass quantities to uh to eager buyers sure. and I can actually make a difference. I can actually think to myself, I want to improve this product's X, Y, and Z way and I can do it. I suddenly have the ability to be able to do it and everyone does. And uh, yeah. And if you're, if you're clever, you know, and you start, uh, especially if you have a marketing plan in place and if you don't shame on you, you should contact me and I'll help you do that. But you can develop these kinds of products to, not only augment your sales, but to enhance your brand. You know, you have more offerings, you have more things that are unique to your business, and now you're enhancing the whole thing. And I guarantee you, even if you are a local business, people people who live in your town, no matter how large or small it is, shop on Amazon. That's the way of the world. They're going to find you there too. It's going to do some marketing for you. Um, you know, while you sleep, because people are, are online searching for the stuff they need, whether they're local to you or not. That uh, I'm, I'm seeing the power of this. This is a phenomenal idea. Yeah, for local for local marketing, I always, you know, I always I'll go back to the pie example. You know, if you if you're a baker and you're you're in a pie shop and you're thinking, God, you yeah, know, what could I do? Um, you know, we you could, could have custom pie plates, exactly. and custom covers pie. and carriers a and pie slicer. Yeah, single <laughs> serving, you know, containers <laughs> to take in your lunchbox. There's all kinds of things. All with your brand. brand. Yeah. All with your brand that will make you locally stand out and actually give you quite a great income. I mean, there's there's obviously uh, companies out there that will 
locally print for you and make you custom items. But this is a step beyond that. This is actually your own items that you are creating. And it allows you a, a greater profit percentage when you're really doing private label. Right. So, I mean, anything from the local baker, certainly to the local fitness expert, certainly to the local dance instructor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter what business you're in. We, we could easily brainstorm several items in a moment's notice. Uh, no matter what business you're in, that would be appropriate and that you could do something like this for. Um, Evan, I want to ask you a few questions about social media, but I want to take a quick break. Can you hold on? Absolutely. Excellent. You are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business with my guest today, the very enthusiastic Evan Margolin. You can hear it in his voice, right? I can, I can see his smile through the airwaves from his voice. We will be back in just a moment. Axe Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back. Once there was a smart baby boomer that loved her business. She knew that to grow it, she would need marketing. So she went for a search on the internet and came across all sorts of social media. She went on all the sites and opened accounts, but after starting profiles on all of them, she began to feel overwhelmed. To do all the marketing experts told her to do was just too big a task. She needed a change. Because she was a smart entrepreneur, she chose two of the popular social media sites to market her business. But after months and months, it didn't seem to make any difference. And she saw other savvy business owners using different sites here and blogging over there. When suddenly, she noticed more clever baby boomers going to iKalen.com and leaving so happy, she just had to see for herself. iKalen.com helped her make a marketing plan to grow her business that wasn't too big and wasn't too little. It was just right. So close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Hey now, it's Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business with my special guest today, Evan Margolin. He is the host of Sellers Gone Wild podcast and he is also the ceo of salsa crazy inc but he's a he's a salsa extraordinaire that that doesn't really make sense but you know what i mean he loves salsa dancing salsa dancer extraordinaire and we talked all about that but if you didn't uh, if you didn't hear the beginning of the podcast no worries you can always go to actlocalmarketing.com search for this particular episode search the word evan or search the word salsa I guarantee you this is the only podcast in which we've talked about salsa ever in three years on Act Local Marketing. And you will find this particular 
episode and you can go back and listen again. But before I let Evan go, I want to ask him about uh, social media. You had indicated to me before the uh, before we started recording this particular interview that you had some great stories around social media. And I'm always interested in hearing more about social media. That's what my first book is about that's coming out uh, in 2016. So what great stories can you share with me? So, uh, okay. So first off, I will, I will share with you and be honest that I was not a fan of social media. Why? Because as a direct marketer, I like being able to, you know, really discuss ROI and kind of like have a feeling of when I do this, I'm going to get X number of customers. Yes. I really like to think of ROI and I always felt like, oh, it's so hard. You know, there's different platforms you have to learn x y and z um and i went to social media marketing world which is this event in san diego and uh super fun event love going to san diego (laughs) but over three days um i basically learned platform specific kind of social media strategies Mm -hmm. each each platform kind of exists in its own in its own world, right? They're all and like foreign countries, is what I like to say. They're all foreign countries, exactly. And and if you if you go to that foreign country and you're not speaking the right language, what's going to happen? Well, yep. you might have a little bit of trouble communicating. So this is the exact problem that I think I was having with my social media strategy, and um, I switched it around. And um, and uh, to briefly talk about private label, I'll just I normally don't talk about my products, but I'll just. I'll, I'll share this one. As a salsa dancer, we created salsa, you know, like real, real eating salsa. Oh, okay. Okay. Food. <laughs> we, All right. I get you know, it. Habanero, spicy salsa. And we actually used our first time, we actually used social media in, in a way that it's supposed to be used. Um, you know, we basically asked people in the different channels of social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, um, you know, to try out our salsa, post pictures of themselves with our salsa, you know, try out the habanero. <laughs> if you're brave <laughs> enough. <laughs> and I could just talk about it. And it developed into a flood of actual sales for one, but also really fun interactions. You know, people posting themselves, you know, turning red after eating, uh, <laughs> turning red after eating the habanero salsa, or, you know, we have Bloody Mary mix, uh, you know, just sitting on the patio, drinking Bloody Marys in a rocking chair overlooking fields. It was like, we just got all these phenomenal, fantastic responses that actually, not only were really fun and kind of edifying on a personal level, but um, it was actually generated really phenomenal, fantastic ROI for the first time based on the amount of effort that we put in. Because my argument was always, it's so time-consuming. I can't figure out how to do this. And and I think I was just speaking in the wrong terminology. I don't know how quite to put it into words, but... I was thinking of it in the wrong way. What I wanted to do, what I should have been doing, and what I did with this with this kind of salsa campaign is simply talk to people, introduce them to the salsa, and encourage them to share and like in a certain fun way. Mm-hmm. And the minute I started doing that, the minute I started having fun with it, the ROI actually improved a hundredfold. There you go. <laughs> um, so it was, and uh, and. 
uh, I should return to this. I also approached every single platform with a strategy that was unique to okay. that platform. That's same products, same everything. But on Pinterest, obviously, we're trying to get people to pin fun, fun photos, you know. Yeah, and that's, recipes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Which is which is different than being a you know we wanted people to fan, do our fan page on Facebook and actually started a nice little giveaway on there. And it it was they were different strategies. They they actually were different by platform, but it was extremely successful and it changed my mind a little <laughs> about, about social media. Good, different. Good of marketing on social media, especially for, for small business, because I think it's so important, especially for local small business, to be dominating uh, social media. And I use the word dominating because, you know, that's what I think small businesses need to do um, in local media, which is very crowded. Uh, you know, so it changed my mind as to the ROI that could be applicable. And, and certainly the way we do our local business now is very platform specific and our our, our our ROI has improved based on kind of attacking each platform independently. And interestingly enough, the time spent on actually uh, implementing these campaigns has gone drastically down. And that doesn't surprise <laughs> me because you, you've started to build community and now they're sharing on your behalf and you have to create less content. You just have to, you know, sort of be part of the community. So that, that was a great story. Listen, before I let you go, I want people to know how to find you. So I think you have a couple of websites that oh, yeah. people can go to. Um, how can you can teach them how to sell on Amazon? That's one, right? Where can they go to learn more about that? Absolutely. If you are interested in selling on Amazon, which I hope you are because it's a phenomenal opportunity, uh, we do a bare bones, step by step, absolutely what you need to do and kind of give you the entire overview. We give it all away. It's uh, it's called Private Label Boot Camp and you can find it at FBA Crazy. That's all one word. F-B-A as in fulfillment by Amazon. F-B-A crazy dot com. Okay. And I'm writing that down. F-B-A crazy dot com. And people, you know, I always include these links. So when a, when a guest includes a link like that, you can always come back to this um, episode and find the link in case you couldn't write it down. Now, um, where can I find your podcast? Oh, Where's that site? <laughs> good. <laughs> that, that site is at uh, sellersgonewild.com. That's www.sellersgonewild.com. You can also get to it through our, through our kind of larger marketing agency, which is marketingcrazy.com. Everything we do has a crazy kind of element to it. So marketingcrazy.com is kind of housing, um, uh, our Sellers Gone Wild podcast, which talks about all the crazy stories <laughs> on Amazon that we experience on a near daily basis now. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm going to check that out. And, you know, I told you, I think before we started recording, how much I love podcasting. And clearly, uh, I know you've gotten into it a little more recently. You're enjoying it too. And you have the right personality. I absolutely adore right? podcasting. Yeah. I can't believe it took this long to actually uh, to actually discover it, but I really like it, and it's making a difference in my business. I think as entrepreneurs, again, keeping that passion alive, keeping the spark, you know, making our lives fun and interesting every day. Um, you know, this the, my personal journey with podcasting has really helped my business and helped keep that passion and spark alive. And got me in connection with other people like yourself who are experts in, in their fields. And, and I continue to learn, which is 
Fantastic. And that's one of the things I love about it, too, is I, is I get to learn something new from every guest, and it just exponentially sort of in, increases, um, you know, the value that I can bring to my clients because uh, of all this information that I'm, I'm able to collect. So it's a great thing. Evan Margolin, <laughs> it's been wonderful talking to you today. Uh, thank you so much, Kelly. It's been great being on the show. I love your episodes, and I am an avid listener, so this is fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. I always, it's still to this day, almost three years later, amazes me that people will take the time to sit down and do a podcast interview, but I'm always so grateful that they do because there's wonderful golden nuggets that they share. So people, come back and get these links. You're listening to Evan Margolin. He has a podcast called Sellers Gone Wild, right, that you'll be able to find at sellersgonewild.com. And he is the CEO of Salsa Crazy, Inc. And we have talked about a gazillion different things today. <laughs> but if um, one of the things he's really adamant about is using Amazon uh, for your business, you know, to sell. And, uh, you know, I see a lot of opportunities for it. It's indirectly marketing your business for you, too. So if you want to learn more about that, you can go to FBACrazy.com, and he's got resources there for you. And, you know, you can always come back at 1 p.m. Eastern Time any given Tuesday and find a new episode of Act Local Marketing for Small Business. And until next time, I would very much like you to take care. Join Kaylin for more marketing madness each week on Act Local Marketing. It will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Act Local Marketing for Small Business goes live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern and can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and at actlocalmarketing.com. Have a question for Act Local? Email Kalen at ask at actlocalmarketing.com. That's A-S-K at actlocalmarketing.com. And she may answer you right on air. Make sure to include your name and business website for a free shout out. Don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about Act Local and leave Kalen a review at the iTunes store. See you next time on Act Local Marketing for Small Business.